0: Have you seen that video of Pooh Bear? And he's like, oh, I'm so dummy thick, and the clap of my ass cheeks has alerted the bees. And then, like, <laughs> a bunch of bees, like, start buzzing around. And it's, like, this drawing of Pooh Bear. It's, like, an animation, but Pooh Bear is, like, fucking just huge. Like, just his cheeks are huge, and he's just very, he's got thick thighs, and he's, like, super caked up Pooh Bear. And uh, he like walks, and his cheeks like clap together when he walks, and the bees are freaking out.
1: I feel like I've seen that, but because I didn't really grow up watching <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, it wasn't as significant to me. But um, hearing <laughs> you say it makes me makes me want to reconsider that notion. I,
0: I'll I'll find it and I'll send it to you on Instagram what so a that treat. you can enjoy it.
1: Yes, please. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Uh. All right.
0: <laughs> well, shall we begin? Yes. Do you like boys with wings or maybe horns or tails? Maybe you're into scales. Perhaps you want to be the lizard queen. Do you find yourself attracted to fictional characters like maybe vampires? Do werewolves make you cream? Then welcome to our podcast. This is the place for you. Freaks and geeks are welcome and weebs will take. Too. fantasy time starts now set sail to a land of books and joy and big dicks Ooh. hi paris hi fleen
1: how are you i'm so good dude also should <laughs> i start calling you peen because i call you I'm paris gonna... and you call me fleen do you i just live as me... fleen or should i call you <laughs> peen
0: Look, you can call me whatever you want. I just think that I I enjoy calling you Fleen. The first time I heard you refer to yourself as Fleen, uh, I thought that was the funniest thing in the world. And so it's just kind of stuck since. But I can call you Fallon if you prefer.
1: No, I would much prefer Fleen. (laughs) I would much prefer Fleen. Thank you. Um, I just, the,
0: the way that it was presented to me, I don't know in what context, but you turned to me and you sang, Hello, It's Fleen, and I just like died. (laughs) I thought it was very funny.
1: So. (laughs) Oh my God, making me break. That's awesome. Okay, well, yeah, no. Please keep it. I just mean, like, do you feel left out that I call you Paris and not Fleen? No.
0: I mean, that's my name, so you can call it. Call me that.
1: (laughs) Excellent. Okay, perfect. Well, I feel like Fleen is like a special pet name because really, like. Some kids in theater call me Fleen, but we don't really hang out as much anymore. So, like, <laughs> you're kind of the last stand Straggler. of Fleen, you know? Like, <laughs> Fleen lives on in in, in my our, our love for each other. So, yes. yes. Paris, this, this episode is what it's all about, baby. It is. This it's, is
0: really, it's been mounting to this. Like, we've been building towards this this episode because we talk about this book that we're going to discuss in this episode in every other episode that we've recorded. So maybe we should have just started with this, but Maybe we're but here now.
1: To the stars who answer, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, um, yes, this episode of Fantasy Time, we are going to discuss... Our first reread of *A Court of Thorns and Roses* by Sarah J. Mass. Um, oh. Since we first read them, whenever that was, I first read them two years ago. When did mm-hmm. you first read them, Paris?
0: I read them when I was nineteen. Um, I think I read it like a because I met you when I was like twenty, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So and I recommended it to you. A few months after we met, because we had already done our theater.
1: Yeah, thing. we met around uh, Christmas time, and then I read them in May. the following. Yeah, so I
0: was twenty-one when I recommended them to you. So I read them when I was nineteen. So it's been a few years. I am currently twenty-three, um, and you were uh, you were in Washington, and you needed some good reading material. So I recommended them to you, and. Yes. Yeah, we've never been the same since. Never. I remember I read the first one. Brady's mom recommended it to me, and because uh, she is a sixth grade teacher and she is a language arts teacher, and so she reads a lot of books and a lot of young adult books, and she picked up this book, thinking that it might be a good one for her sixth grade class. I would not recommend this book to sixth graders. It's a little mature for sixth graders, um,
1: but unless your sixth grader like me was <laughs> freaky and you're okay with that i'm not yeah, condoning I mean, underage sex i'm just saying some of us are <laughs> like that and it needs to be nurtured because i mean when your honestly mom's a burlesque dancer there's not much else you can do
0: <laughs> true i probably would have enjoyed it in the sixth grade as well but there was no way like if my mother knew the content she would not have let me read it but um fair i mean I read so many books that I wasn't supposed to read, like under the covers with the light of my phone. Um, <coughs> growing up, classic. I just, yeah, I know. I just, I love to read, and my mom is like very was very strict about what I was allowed to, like the content I was allowed to consume, like over the internet and the TV and books. And um, I was like, well, fuck that! I'm just gonna read it in my room at night when you're asleep. <laughs> so <laughs> full that's what I did. on
1: Harry Potter style
0: absolutely yes um but so this book she recommended it to me and she was like yeah i think it's a little bit too mature for my sixth grade class but i think you'll really like it paris and at the time i had a membership to the gym in the town that I was living in and they have like this outdoor pool it was the summertime so I would go and I would work out and then I would have my snack outside by the pool and Mm -hmm. I would like swim and then get out and read a couple chapters and like lay Uh, in the sun and it was a wonderful experience getting to read it for the first time and then this time I reread it here we just moved to Pittsburgh and I read it in our apartment and um I have just this is kind of weird, but I just bought a uh, like an essential oil air diffuser, mm-hmm. and I've been putting a lot of jasmine in it because I mm-hmm. love the smell of jasmine. Yeah, so my, oh my whole apartment. God. Kind of smells like this light, wafting jasmine scent. And as I'm reading, there are, like, these little things that pop up and, like, oh, her skin smelt faintly of jasmine. I'm like, yes! Yeah. <laughs> so does my apartment, and I can smell it right now. So it's been pretty fun. Dude,
1: you, that is such a good idea. Because my friend, I've been having a lot of issues sleeping um, as a parent in my voice. It's 8 a.m. here, and I am, like, a zombie. Um, <laughs> well, but uh yeah, my friend recommended uh getting a essential oil diffuser. And I've I've just thought about like lavender and mm-hmm. like the basics. I never, I never thought about jasmine. Yes. What a what a five head, what a big brain play <laughs> that well, is. Well I Paris. can
0: I can send you the link to the essential oil diffuser that yes. I bought. Yes. Um it was like a box set, so it comes with the diffuser and then um 10 yeah 10 different essential oils Mm -hmm. and i liked this set because i'm a big fan of the warmer smelling essential oils like Mm -hmm. cinnamon and nutmeg and clove um and like apple like the warmer scents and this one comes with a few of those so i i picked out this one specifically because of that but i i think essential oils are really cool because they have been proven to like help treat if you have like a headache or a migraine you can use like peppermint or like specific scents I'm not an expert on this but there are like specific scents that like pinpoint um like triggers in your sinuses or whatever it is again not a scientist or a doctor but it's supposed to help like soothe your ailments so I think it's really cool lovely
1: oh yeah totally please do because uh yeah no all those scents sound amazing and I think there's like the stigma against like having smells and stanks in your house uh, not like nat- <laughs> actual stanks but i mean like i would say like artificial i use fingery air quotes um you know like the basic bitch stereotype of like candles and shit but like <laughs> i'm sorry we are sweating our asses off and mm-hmm. i had a maintenance guy come in the other day and i just kept like after he left i wondered i was like what does my house smell like Because I know it doesn't (laughs) smell like that delicious kind of like hotel timeshare chemical smell that it smelled like when we first moved in here, which I (laughs) got so hard for. Because you know that bitch has been deep cleaned. Yeah. You know that they they just scrubbed it down and it was just like crispy. It just smelled like a timeshare to me. And that was like so good because I can't say
0: the same for my apartment (laughs) I know I'm really not trying to rub it in girl (laughs) really
1: but it was a blissful first month of no furniture and just a like timeshare smell every time I walked in like new house smell but um yeah that's wonderful it was so good but now we you know night after night of marinating I'm sweating right now I had some I (laughs) Casper made me some tea for my throat but I'm I'm sweating so like if it just smells like our BO mixed together that's not pleasant and I would rather have you know I'd rather be a girl with essential oils blasted in every room (laughs) than like smell stanky so yeah
0: yes I 100% I'm on board I feel you it's just very wonderful and relaxing to like I leave it on because you can have it on for like uh, I think it will go for eight hours before it shuts off automatically for, by itself. Mm-hmm. So I'll leave it on if we go on like a walk or something, and then we'll come back, and our apartment will smell like like clean and like jasmine or like Ugh. lemongrass, and it's Bro. very nice to come home to. So.
1: That sounds fucking amazing. Wow, <laughs> what a quality of life investment. I really am, uh, I admire you for that. Yeah, I'll send you that link. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. But
0: anyways, sorry. Back to the novel. Yeah. Yes. So we read A Court of Thorns and Roses for the second time. We're starting mm-hmm. our journey all over again. Oh so we're God. planning on reading through the whole series. Um, and I I got to read mine out of my collector's edition book, which was so wonderful. This book is really awesome, Fallon. It has like a really good weight to it, which I love. Mm. <laughs> it's like a very specific thing. But I, I like Uh, It's heavy and I really like that. And the cover art is beautiful. It's like a black book with this gold um, paint on it and it, it tells the story of Feyre shooting the wolf in the woods with her bow and arrow and she's on the front cover. Um, kind of like in the distance, pulling the bowstring back, and then if you flip the book over, the wolf is on the back, um, but he's outlined in gold, and his like silhouette is black. It's very, it's very beautiful. This is a gorgeous mm. book, and it's such a wonderful gift. Thank you so much.
1: Of course, of course. I had intended to buy one for myself, like. Months and months and months ago like last year when it first came out I was like um, absolutely when I purchase my full set I will be purchasing that because I wasn't a huge fan of the original covers mm-hmm. um, and I I'm, I'm really picky about my fan art like my Pinterest page <laughs> like my Pinterest my Prithian Pinterest board is like not just every fan art I could find it was like very specific to like how I view the characters um and so i felt like the collector's edition respected that um and but then she came out with these new covers and they were so they just felt so mature and adult and i was like (laughs) oh those are what i want and so i was like well if i want a full set then i'm probably not going to get the collector's edition because i don't need two of the same book so i was Mm -hmm. like but you know who does need the collector's edition my best friend Paris,
0: Yeah. that needs
1: it, and so I was. Well,
0: it it completed my set because I yeah. didn't have the first one because I had borrowed it from Brady's mom, so
1: which is wonderful. So I'm yeah. really glad that that worked out. It was like perfect, and my other birthday gift had fallen through, and so I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> the stars aligned. Yes. So, shall we get into it?
0: Yes. Would you like to do the honors? <laughs>
1: okay. okay. If you insist. Do, um, so, A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Mass. Uh, the first in a once trilogy, now four quad book. I don't know what you call
0: Yeah, I would say the last one is short. It's kind of like a novella that leads into the next series.
1: Yes, yes. So, um, <laughs> it takes place in um, this world on the island continent of well, it's not all Prithian, but we're going to call it Prithian because that's all we care about. And that's it's just, where
0: most of the story is takes place, yes, in Prithian. Yes,
1: and there is a, uh, so you have the island of, of Prithian, this long penis-shaped continent. Uh,
0: very and, phallic-like.
1: Yes, very phallic-like. And uh, to the west, you have <laughs> a smaller island of Hyburn, and to the east, you have the massive continent just called the continent yes and on this long phallic island lives um the fae and the humans now split um between the lands after a long war um where the humans achieved suffrage from their uh fae overlords of which they were slaves uh and so the humans live on the south tip of this continent and the fae take up the rest of it. (laughs) And Prithian, uh, there's a wall, an invisible wall, that um, separates Prithian from the human lands. Humans pretty much live in squalor for the most part. There are, you know, there is, like, hierarchy and um, the wealthy, but for the most part, it's this big wealth disparity. Um, And And their
0: lands, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I think it's important, their lands are described as being pretty, um, like, decrepit, or, like, at least, uh, like nothing they don't really have a lot of crops things don't really grow there very well mm-hmm. uh, she describes i think at one point there's like um like long stretches of just like nothing uh their 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 little section of their il- like island continent is not to be something to be desired it is mm-hmm. is kind of a gross area that they live in
1: yeah they got the scraps yes. um and i also think it is because it feels like scraps in comparison to the awe that is prithian so beyond this magic divider are is the land of the fairies which ranges from high Fay, which is um the the highest kind of caliber of hot fairy, uh, all the way down to, you know, we got little fire sprites and little critters. And then you have all manner of fairies in between with different colors of skin, different shapes, different sizes, um, different penises, all that jazz. Um, she does not Important. describe anyone's penis, but I'm just using my imagination because that's what I want to think about. As you should. Thank you. And Prithian, <laughs> <laughs> Prithian the fairy portion of this continent is divided into um courts and so the courts ferris would you like to describe all seven (sighs) courts
0: i would love to there are seven courts which are they are each ruled by a high um high fae who is hot (laughs) so hot um they have the um there are lords of each court and so we have three solar courts we have the dawn court, mm. the day court, and the night court, which mm-hmm. is the biggest of all the courts. Mm. Um, so is its ruler's <laughs> penis. <laughs> 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 oh, oh my god! Sorry. And then uh, there are the um, the courts that have to do with the season. So we have winter court, summer court autumn court and the spring court which is where a majority of our story takes place and but i'm sorry i i didn't specify they are ruled by high lords Mm. so there are the high fey which do they reside in these realms but the ruler of each realm court sorry is ruled by a high lord yes
1: that is a very important distinction because there is usually only one high lord and it's a dude very Mm -hmm. hot very powerful dude and each high lord has the ability to shape shift into some larger being and it's described that each of them has a beast that is living inside their skin Mm -hmm. itching to get out roaring to get out I think it's the word that was (laughs) used Um, and so our story is focused on this human 19 year old named Feyre and Feyre lives in a one bedroom cottage, little shack, with her two older sisters, Elaine and Nesta, and her crippled ass father, who we don't know. His <laughs> <What? name. laughs> and just, they are just living... her father. Yeah, just her father.
0: Yeah, he's never named. I don't think throughout the whole series. I don't. I don't know if he. Yeah. Because I don't remember him having a name.
1: I don't either. So this nameless dad. We're going to call him dad. Daddy. A daddy. Uh, he's not a daddy. Um, no. Compared to all the other daddies.
0: No, there are some daddies in this book, but he's not one of them. Fuck, oh, man.
1: God damn. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so. Um, Feyre lives in squalor with her two useless sisters and her equally useless father. And they used to be wealthy, but her father made some bad bets And uh, invested their money in some bad uh, ventures. And so he lost all their assets to debt collectors and they came and busted his shit up. They wrecked his shit. They wrecked his shit. So he is um, not able to walk very good because he they like destroyed his legs. No, he has a crunched knee. Mm -hmm. Crunchy um <laughs> crunch knee. yes uh and um because they were raised um to such a high caliber of nobility by their mother who died of typhus classic um the two older siblings uh kind of look down on Farrah, Farrah at least nesta does nesta is the eldest and she well Yes.
0: Sorry. Nesta looks down her nose at everyone. It's not just Farah. Specifically, Farah, yes, but literally everyone she interacts with. She just has this air of superiority. Um, Farah describes her on multiple occasions as being imperial. And um, just she just kind of strikes fear into the heart of everyone she she looks at. Yes, so. her
1: imperious sister, made of of steel or some shit like that, with her steely yes. gaze. So Nesta's intense, much respect. Elaine is what I believe um, people would call a cinnamon roll. Uh, <laughs> she is a sweet little noodle who is just kind of dumb as rocks and um a bit naive I know. so <laughs> I she's kinda... like really sweet and beloved <laughs> by her father uh and she likes to grow things and you know all that but she's not much of an asset as far as breadwinning goes so i, I kind of when... chuckled
0: when i reread this because <laughs> i'm sorry i just need to say no don't Farrah ever just dis- <laughs> Parrot describes elaine as like soft and sweet and loving but just doesn't fully grasp things all the time it's like pretty much what she says she's like Elaine is so kind but she's an idiot It's,
1: just, <laughs> it's so it's it's just... Just... <laughs> one thing you can count on for Sarah J Mass is a character arc so yes don't worry about these characters folks because people grow and change. Not everything stays the same. So I feel confident yes. in talking shit about them because uh, they talk shit right Because down. I know what
0: happens. We
1: know it, <laughs> So we're not worried about it. But yeah. So Elaine's yes. dumb as rocks. Nesta's a raging <laughs> C-word. And uh, Feyre is kind of in the middle. Feyre is bitter because they poe. Her sisters are shitty. And her dad is useless and self-loathing and hella depressed. And so at 14, when their money runs out, Pharaoh has to go out and go hunting because no one else will do it. She knows Mm -hmm. that they will die and starve otherwise. So she starts off small, killing rabbits.
0: She's made this promise to her mother on her mother's deathbed Mm. that she will provide and take care of the family, that she will be... Um, the one to ensure that they are safe and that they live on and it's interesting that Pharaoh's mother chooses Pharaoh for this task because she's the youngest of the three sisters but she must have known that Pharaoh was like the strongest because she or at least the most capable of of um yeah of providing for the family because her mom yeah. dies Feyre... when she's like nine
1: Yeah, so like, she's just like this little kid and her mom who neglected her, essentially, especially as far as education goes, uh, more on that later, um, uh, who neglected (laughs) her was like, hey, little kid, come over here. Promise me that you'll take care of your grown ass siblings and your father. (sighs) And so um, Farah obeyed and honored that promise because in a land of such poverty, your word is all you have. Promises mm-hmm. are the greatest currency. And so she's honored this promise she's made to her mother, but she also kind of resents it because why wouldn't you? This sucks. Um, so it's winter time. It's cold as F. They haven't had food in several days. So is out there grinding the woods. <laughs> she's got her quiver. She's got her bow. And she is out she's there. She's got her...
0: Her dusty-ass, falling-apart boots that she wears.
1: Yes. And <laughs> Sarah throws in these details for us, like how when she gets the money for a pelt, she knows that Nesta and Elaine will each want, you know, Nesta will want a new pair of boots, even though Nesta's boots are pristine and barely used. And Elaine mm-hmm. will want a new cloak, even though, like, hers is fine. It's not perfect, but it's fine. And
0: Ferris is, like, falling apart. <laughs>
1: is just like really she's not doing good like she's just been her family goodwill. just
0: shits on her all the time all the time
1: so all these thoughts are going through her head as she's like freezing her ass off out in the woods <laughs> and just praying praying that there's some one last critter that she can feed her family with and uh, she is provided With this dough. This dough is out there munching on tree bark. Just ripping some tree bark off in the clearing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so Feyre is like licking her chops. She's like, this is the one. But then (laughs) out of the corner of her eye, Feyre sees a big ass wolf. A big ass, thick ass, white wolf. And Feyre is like, oh my God. Farah has been hearing rumors of giant creatures, giant, large, massive wolves um, perusing through the forest, through um, the tales of other hunters and scavengers. And so there was rumor that they could be fey. They could be fairies. Oh, my God. There goes my mic.
0: Oh, every time I touch it, it does <laughs> <something>. <laughs> Um
1: So it's rumored that there could be fairies in the woods. And the humans fear the Fae because they used to be their their owners, their slave owners, but you know there was a treaty 500 years ago, so there should be peace. But the, they know she knows that the Fey could rip her to shreds. To shreds, and there's also been talk of uh, neighboring villages with their houses being broken into and people being just whole villages being destroyed and burned to the ground, people being torn apart. So there's kind of this you know this weight of fear over her about the Fae. And mm-hmm. if it were a fae, she would not be able to take it. What were you yeah, going to say, Paris?
0: She, well, I was just going to say, so she's like, fuck, that's a, that's a big wolf. It's bigger than your average wolf. And chances are it could be fae, but she doesn't know for sure. She, like, she thinks like, oh, no, this wolf is going to take my dough, and then I'm not going to have anything to feed my family with. So she decides – I'm going to wait until this wolf comes out in the clearing and I'm going to cap it right there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she, yeah, so she gets her, her ash arrow, her, yes. what is so her tree? Is it just an ash tree?
1: Yeah, it no. is just an ash tree. So,
0: yeah. 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 yeah
1: i'm pretty sure it's an ash tree yeah so the the one rumored weakness well there are three rumored weaknesses of the fae that is understood by humans one that they are weak weak to iron so people wear like iron Mm -hmm. bracelets for protection two they cannot lie and three that they are weak to ash so she used up, like, all her coins one day to purchase an ash arrow made from an ash tree. Her coins. <laughs> her coins. Her literal <laughs> coins. Um, <laughs> it do be like that, that currency system. <laughs> yeah. She got the um, coins. Them coins. So Farrah <laughs> spent all her coins on this ash arrow. And so she's like, um, if I ever, were, t- if I ever t- were to use this ash arrow, I would use it on this big-ass wolf. So she waits for the wolf to pounce on the doe, and right when it does, she yeets it in the side with this ash arrow, and then she follows it up with one right in the eye, like a just regular arrow right in the eye. And what ash bop. is supposed to do? Bop, boop, <coughs> done. <dunsies. laughs> what ash is supposed to do is it's supposed to slow the healing because Fae have um, highly like highly effective like regeneration of their like body they heal really quickly so the ash is supposed to like stunt that healing so you can land like a fatal blow without their wounds like closing up and then coming at you so but what she found peculiar was when she shot the wolf it just stared right at her and she was like huh funky why didn't it come at me (laughs) um so she's like, but no time to think about it now. Gotta skin this thing. So she, like, rips the skin off this wolf, and it's, like, hot, steamy, muscly bodies just hanging out there in the woods. And then she, Just like, in the
0: snow. Like, it's it's bloods just, like, seeping into the snow around it, creating this, like, grotesque sight. And Pharaoh pretty much is like, it's winter. And, like, yeets out of there. <laughs> she... <laughs>
1: yes. With the dough over her shoulder, she, like... Has, she wraps the um she wraps the hide of the wolf around the doe and then she like carries it over her shoulder for like three miles back to her house or some nonsense like yeah that.
0: and like what's insane to me is that fare is pretty much just like skin and bones like she is a twig and she picks up this like probably like at least a hundred pounds probably more dough And this wet wolf pelt, and she just carries them out of there like, it's no big deal. Like, she's going to go sell them at the market.
1: (laughs) She's like, I made it home. Like, there is no mention by the author of, like, her – I mean, like, other than her getting home and being, like, really just beat to shit and being, like, you know, out of breath, but it's not, like – it took me a day to get home because i was just (laughs) fucking stumbling around i tried dragging it i tried carrying it over my shoulders i tried kicking it i tried rolling it there was a lot going (laughs) on like (laughs) like i was like i couldn't you know and i i I live pretty good i couldn't do it (laughs) so i
0: know just a side note um brady's family they're hunters and they Brady bought his dad for Christmas this one time this like vest strappy vest thing that you like put on yourself and then you like tie a tether around (laughs) the creature that you've just slaughtered in the woods like a deer or an elk and you're supposed to like Basically, you you lean forward and kind of it's like tug of war, you know, and, <laughs> and you you like trudge through the ground and and drag this carcass behind you, and it like takes full grown men like all their strength to get <laughs> these creatures out of the woods. But
1: Fair is just like
0: kind of tossing like... it over her shoulder. <laughs>
1: she's like, mm, mm, ah, got it. Like yeah. she's got it on lock. Wow, that sounds like um. It sounds like those uh, World's Strongest Man competitions where they, like, pull a semi. Like, they've got a harness mm-hmm. on and they, like, tie a yes. rope to a semi. And they're just like, go, go, go. <laughs> it's just a exactly. giant man pulling this giant vehicle. That's Farah. <laughs> That's Farah. Yeah. So Farah has super strength uh, already. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh, my God. Yeah. So. Oh, also, Paris, we can cut this out. But I've noticed your mic is starting to go in and out. Like, it it sounds like you're cutting out like on a phone call. I don't know if Oh,
0: yours is doing that too. Oh, is it really? Okay. Yeah, I figured it was just my end, but, but I think it's I don't me know. me
1: if Yeah, I'm thinking that's my end. Huh. If mine is doing Oh shit, sorry. Well, okay. Well, if we're both doing it, then I don't know. I mean, like me? I
0: can I can still understand you. I just occasionally I'll I'll lose like one word that you're saying like in a sentence but i can like make out what the sentence was about so
1: so maybe maybe it's our discord i don't know i don't know i don't know whatever okay anyway moving on so Mm. yeah so she's dragging this okay so she's dragging the dough through the wood she gets home and then uh her sisters are like hanging out by the fire just chilling starving you know doing their thing and no (laughs) one's like Fera, are you okay? Whoa, that's a really heavy deer that you must have carried for miles and miles and miles. And <laughs> uh, they're just like, how quickly can you cut that thing? And <laughs> so Fera gets a right to work um, butchering this uh, delicious deer. And uh, so they feast on deer that evening. They have a super fun, awkward chat at the dinner table because Nesta's like uh, I don't remember the dude's name she's like this dude in town he wants to marry me and is uh, like don't do it Nesta's like don't you ever fucking speak to me peasant and is <laughs> like I literally just like went out and killed the food that you're eating and like fed I you dinner I yeah fed you I keep you warm what the fuck is wrong with you and Nesta's like you're ugly and stupid you illiterate cunt and you're a bad painter
0: oh. um <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> Imagine, like, like, Farah comes home, you know, just like normal day out in the woods, like has these pelts and like, Nesta is like sitting at home with like a boom box over her <laughs> shoulder and she's just playing like, bitch, better have my money, you know? And that, <laughs> <and, like>, just... that, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like, that's the vibe I get from Nesta and Elaine uh, in this like early parts of the book, you know?
1: Yes. Nesta is a pimp. And I think that's why she's unable <laughs> to do manual labor, is because some people just have that gene, you know. Some people, they just—it's not that they can't do the dirty work; it's that they shouldn't, because they're so much better at bossing people around. Um, instead, <laughs> so you know, I really feel for Nesta. I empathize with her. I think I've always dug Nesta, even when she was such, just a god. Just the worst. <laughs> I was always like, you know, girl, you kind of turn me on a little bit. I like you. Um, <laughs> but I think that's just because I, too, in my life have been terrible.
0: <laughs> but I know, I know that you, you identify with Nesta. I think you, you feel for her because you feel her rage and her wrath, and that's just, you know, it resonates with your soul
1: it does it does and later on you know you learn more about nesta and ferris hunches that nesta feels so deeply that nesta just has to shut that shit off or else like she'll die uh so she just has to like build hardcore walls around herself in order to like mm-hmm. maintain some semblance and i remember crying a lot as a kid i still do when i get like at moments of high anxiety or either shame or embarrassment or just like like, intense nervousness, I cry, um, and, you know, everyone, like, it draws a lot of attention to yourself when you cry, like, crying is, is a sign of, like, something's really, really wrong, and so, like, through my years of, like, grade school, I definitely did, like, develop this hardcore, like, intense persona, and that really served me and protected me, and it earned me a lot of respect from people, but um, being, like, uh, I, vulnerable, it was also, it's a trade-off, like, <laughs> you can't be mm-hmm. vulnerable and an asshole <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> so you have to choose, uh, and, you know, Nesta chooses to be an asshole, not everyone could be nice, not everyone could be an asshole, there's balance that we need, okay, so, um, anyway, so they're eating this deer, and, uh, is talking about how sad she is! I don't know. She's talking about how she paints. She loves to paint. Uh, Elaine got her three cans of paint, each of like the primary colors, and so she paints all over this little cabin shack that they have. She painted. Was it foxglove? Yes. uh
0: yes. in the wrong shade of blue.
1: In the wrong shade. Of blue. <laughs> yes. Fox glove in the wrong shade of blue, which really bothered her. But she you know, painted that all along the um, the trim of their table and she painted on the dresser of their um, in their bedroom. And um, the only thing that's pretty can I a-
0: elaborate on that? Yes, ma'am. I think it's very important to note I agree. that um, I agree. W- having reread this, I didn't catch this the first time that I read the book, but the second time I was like, ah, oh, a little bit of foreshadowing there. Thank you, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, uh, Farah paints on Elaine's drawer little flowers and and sweet little lines. And then on Nesta's drawer, she paints like fire and like brimstone <laughs> and like <Flames. laughs> pissed off red colors. And then on her own drawer, on Farah's drawer, she paints the scene of the evening. So it's like the night sky, and stars, and twinkling little lights among like the sick, you know, dark backdrop, which yes. I thought was like,
1: oh, very Ooh. nice, so very nice. Which so. when you're first reading, you're like, whatever, cool, nice, yeah, excellent, good job, <laughs> good job, Farrah. great yeah. for you, good uh, painting, good painting, <laughs> and uh, then later you're like, oh. This. Oh, that was, like, definitely one of, like, the uh, moments of reading the series. Like, one of those payoffs of, like, paying attention. Um, but she also, Sarah does kind of spell it out for you often. She's like, oh. mm-hmm. Sarah likes to repeat herself a lot. So she'll be like, for example, this isn't what she said, but, like, uh, you know, this deer so sad out there in the cold. I killed it. And then she's taking the deer back home and she's like, This deer, so sad out in the cold, I killed it. And then she gets back to her <laughs> house and she's getting it. And she's like, This deer so sad out in the cold. I killed it. And then they're <laughs> eating. So like she likes to repeat. That didn't happen like like that, but you'll find that when you read her, she likes to um like the drama of the Feyre's inner dialogue or whatever main character's inner dialogue is like the repetition of like this grand this grand thing which always kind of cracks me up i'm like oh sarah and i think that's honestly my only beef with it is like it's kind of annoying or like i would say cringy sometimes just a little (laughs) bit when she goes like so hard on that um sure anyway thank you (laughs) Uh, so she does spell it out so paris's um point of the dresser is it it becomes rewarding when you notice those details um because later she's like remember that that's what this means (laughs) and then you're like oh wow (laughs) you got me Yes. More on that too. So um, yeah. Anyway, uh, and Farah doesn't want to paint the bed because her mom died in that bed, and her sister sleep in the bed, and she sleeps in the bed, and so the bed's weird, so it gives her weird vibes. So she doesn't paint the bed. That's totally not even important because I don't even talk about that later. But whatever. Anyway, so next day, Farah's like, "I'm going to the market," and they're like, "We're coming to you." And because uh, they want her coins as soon as she gets them for the um, pelts. Bitch better have my money. Exactly. But pay me what you owe me. <laughs> owe oh, me. For my yes. boots. Yeah.
0: And my cloak. And my cloak.
1: Um, <laughs> so they roll up to uh, the market and the Children of the Blessed, a.k.a. the featured religious, religious zealots of this book, Um, which actually have kind of a surprisingly small role. Um, But they come up and they're like, hi, do you have a moment uh, for our lord and savior, the High Fae? And Nesta is like spitting on them. She's like, you'll find no converts here, peasant filth. (laughs) And so, like, Nesta goes at it. So she's, like, about to brawl with these homies. And they're like, no, the Fae are, like, really cool. And they love us. And if you just, like, love them, they'll love you. Just, like, you know christianity and um <laughs> nest is like absolutely not and so is like yo let's bounce because like i don't want to fight in this market they already have enough to talk about with our poor asses um <laughs> and so farah goes uh, and elaine
0: is like somewhere like picking a flower yeah she's elaine like is not like,
1: oh, what's going on <laughs> <Elaine's> like, i'm <laughs> hungry oh. yeah
0: it smells so good out there. like, I can see my ribs. <laughs> I-,
1: <laughs> I have so many split ends. Ooh. Yeah, oh <laughs> so they're, they they leave, they're, they're, they bounce, they drag Elaine along. And Fair is looking <laughs> at, at the merchants, and all the merchants are avoiding eye contact because they're like, We don't want that shit. Whatever you have to sell to us right now. And she was like, All right. So she goes to a mercenary. And she's like, listen, lady, this lady's described as being thick as fuck. She's corded. She's jacked. Corded. She's corded, okay? She's jacked. She's got a short like Bob. She's got straight across bangs. Straight (laughs) She's like Edna Mode, but just jacked. Just an absolute unit. <laughs> and so uh this mercenary is like what you got kid and That's she's exactly like That's <laughs> exactly how I imagine
0: her voice too. I I love that that is what you hear in your mind as well when you read because I totally hear like oh I am a mercenary for hire
1: and like just a gruff grizzly voice. I, so we've both been playing Skyrim and uh, in uh, one of the towns, I don't remember which town it is, um, but you can meet, I think it's Whiterun, one of the first towns. If you go to the tavern, tavern you can meet Uthgird the unbroken <laughs> and Uthgird uh challenges you to a brawl and if you win in the brawl which you pretty much have to or else you die um if you beat her in the brawl then you will, can have her as a companion and I would always hire her as to be my house Carl so she would live in my estate and take care of my things and so her dialogue would change from her like buddy dialogue with me which is like you're someone who can get things done I like that, to like, (laughs) what do you need, Thane? And so it was just like, (laughs) so I thought of her as Uthgird, Uthgird the Unbroken. So, um... It scared the mercenary. She's like, "What do you got, kid?" And Feyre was like, "I got this big ass wolf pelt and this deer pelt." And she's like, "Where'd you get that?" And she's like, "I killed it." And she's like, "No, you didn't." She's like, "Yeah, I did." And so, and then I drug it out of the woods by myself <laughs> in like an hour. In like an hour. <laughs> and Heisker's like seems legit, um, and so <laughs> she believes her when she describes how she killed um, the the critters. And so she she pays her a shit ton of money for them. And Farah's like, why Dear, are you giving me so much money? She can't just keep her mouth shut and be grateful. She has to question it. And she's like, someone did the same for me when I was your agent in need of help. So I'm paying <laughs> it forward. Hashtag uh, YOLO. Oh and uh, <laughs> so Farah's like, thanks. And at this time, uh, Nesta and Elaine are like, hey, Farah, you got some coins for us? They're like fucking mm-hmm. addicts. Uh, they are.
0: They, like, they can, like, smell the coins from across the courtyard. And, like... Uh, what's her name? Uthgard the Unbroken. Yeah. She can like see them and she's like, I see your sisters lurking. And they're like, they're like circling like vultures, like waiting for this, the coins. <laughs>
1: the coins to drop. Yes. Uthgard's like, they both have your brown hair. You all have the same brown hair. So that's how I deduce that they are your sisters. Also, they are staring at you.
0: Like, <laughs> like- they're like, they're like salivating, like waiting just for the coins coins
1: yes so Feyre turns around and and the Uthgird also gives her like a warning Uthgird is not her name this is just the nickname we're giving her <laughs> we don't know the mercenary's name okay um the Uthgird gives her a warning she's like listen yo I killed the fae once but it also took a chunk out of me so Uthgird is like all scarred and like missing some fingers or some shit I don't really remember but mm-hmm. um she uh she's like stay away from the fae homie uh, they're bad boys. And so Farrah's like, okay. Uh, and so then she turns around, faces her sisters, gives them a couple coins, and is like, I'll see you at home, bitch. Uh, oh, but she also goes to smash with her not-boyfriend, her fuck buddy um, of the village, Isaac Hayes, who is described as, like, a moderate cutie that Farrah to Just a, a gangly,
0: a gangly, like, Tall, bony boy who yeah. she likes to to romp with in the hay.
1: Yes, her only moments of joy, in uh, the dark, desolate. Or like just human escape. World. Yes, escape her reality in in a, the, a brief orgasmic moment in the hay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so she goes to a party with Isaac Hayes in their in their rendezvous spot, and then uh, she gets home, and they're all hanging out. With their stuff, I don't know. They bought some stuff at the market. Ferris hanging out. I don't know if it, do a couple of days go by or is it a couple hours?
0: I think it is the same day. Okay. I think it was the same day. She like comes home, and
1: yeah, yeah and they're I think all that's... partying around the fire. They're just like hanging out, minding their own business, and then all of a sudden, whoop! Giant beast monster. Comes into their house and rips the door off the hinges.
0: The door is blown off. Blown the fuck
1: off. And so <laughs> this giant beast with big ol' like bear claws and a wolf head and um, antlers spiraling up into the sky, they're like elk horns, but they curve. I don't know. It gave, it, it gave me flashbacks to Tauru's um, um, gazelle horns i was like oh, oh yes we, we know a good yeah. curved curved horn gal uh anyway <laughs> so this monster's like who killed it very batman like um <laughs> and uh <Sorry. laughs> they're like what are you talking about so elaine and nesta are, are, are cowering in the corner and they're like ah, and is like spooked but then she like goes for a knife and is like ready to take this giant beast that's like five times her size And uh, like the size of a horse, as she described it, and he's like, "Who killed the wolf?" And uh, she's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." He's He's like, "Like killed who? "Who What? What are you? What are you even doing
0: here? We don't like." I'm sorry, you have the wrong shack. Like maybe (laughs) go to the one like down the street to the left. Like I think I heard that they capped a wolf earlier. Like maybe you should go get them.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe like I don't know, Claire Bedor, I
0: heard her, she killed She's a wolf been maybe one just time. Bopping
1: wolves left and right. <laughs> right, like, right. Maybe go they're in out there. endangered now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so Fair was like deflecting left and right, and this thing is like ready to rip her th- her shroat out, but it doesn't. And it's like, listen. Uh, I get to take whoever took this wolf's life, and she's like, "Okay, well, theoretically, if I tore to have killed this wolf, um, what would you leave my family alone?" And he was like, "Yes." And she's like, "Okay, then, like maybe I did it." And he's like, "All right, listen, bitch, do you want to die here in front of your family, or do you want to live with me in the fairy realm?" Which is the question that we've all been waiting to hear our entire lives, isn't it? If yes. we're reading these books, we've just I'm, been waiting for this moment.
0: I'm ready at any point at for any this point. to happen to me.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> and I, have like,
0: I have, like, a pretty happy life, but, like, I'm, you know, just, I'm, I'm, there's a part of me in the back of my brain that's like, yep, I'm, I'm, I'm
1: ready. It we're was me. I, I killed the wolf. <laughs> yeah, it was me. Like, pick me daddy yeah and take the wheel god damn so yeah uh so we're like this is where it begins isn't it so and she's like wait what and he's like listen carefully you either die here or you live with me for the rest of your days in the Fey realm and she's like number two my lord <laughs> and so She like turns oh, to yeah. Nesta and Elaine And instructs them like what to do With the meats And uh, that she's left because they have all this deer meat That she caught she's like you welcome You stupid bitches and um, <laughs> she's, she's like, like
0: here take these, take these Coins take
1: these coins Here are the coins do this okay Talk to Isaac Hayes he'll teach you how to snare Rabbits in the springtime when they Are bouncing around and then Her dad is like <laughs> You were always too good for us. You were always too good for everything. If you get the chance to come back, don't. Go make something of yourself. And she's like, Dad, we haven't spoken in like a year. What the fuck is going on? And so she like leaves, doesn't look back. She's like, bye, bitches. I'm off to go die in the Fey realm. because Be a slave, probably, because of your ungrateful asses. And so uh, there's, like, a white horse waiting for her, a classic, and then Bear Man, Bear Man, Bear, Man Bear Wolf. <laughs> Bear Wolf. Man Bear Wolf um, leads her and her white mare through the woods on a two-day's journey, and uh, she gets knocked out after asking too many questions. And then she wakes up in the Fae Realm. In, in the spring, spring
0: course. And our story
1: begins. Yes. Wow. That took, uh, like, 45 minutes to describe. And that
0: was just the, like, non... Fairly non-spoiler little just beginning. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, like, you know, (laughs) the inside flap of the book, but better. um, Because (laughs) we read it <laughs> we made it <laughs> yes. so this is where our story begins now so now yes
0: from from now on shall we talk about the book as if some, they have already read it
1: yes ma'am i All think right. that's a great so it's, idea Spoilers from here on out. Spoilers from here on out, kids. Here comes a spoiler. So don't be mad. We've warned
0: ya. You've only got yourself to blame if you keep on listening and learn some things that you really don't want to know. If so, then go.
1: Paris, do you have, like, bullets that you wanted to talk about?
0: I do. I have notes. I I took a lot of notes, um, and, like, specifically, I have, like, page numbers next to them, uh, things that I want to talk about. They're not, like, uh, wait, what did you say,
1: damn it? (laughs) Yeah, because I, when I was reading, I was like, oh, this, I I definitely want to talk about this, but I was so, I was usually, like, in the bath with, like, wet fingers, and I didn't want (laughs) to, like, I, I didn't. I'm gonna gonna have you take the lead because I did that in spirit but not in practice Um, absolutely the sentiment is there
0: well this is good this is a good structure I like that you lead the intro and like just the you know recap and then I can I can talk to my points because I do like to take notes so the first note that I have um do you have the book in front of you yes I do It begins on page 134. This is the first note I took while reading this book. And my note is, Fallon would fuck with the Naga.
1: (laughs) And that also brings me to our first um, disagreement in pronunciation.
0: (laughs) Is it Naga? I say Naga. Naga? Naga. Naga. Well, hold on. Is doesn't this have there's a there's a in the back? Okay.
1: Yes, I do not have a pronunciation guide in mind. Oh, which I is do. Fucking sacrilege. So please describe to me.
0: I do. It says N-A-H dash G-A-H. So Naga is Naga. Yeah. Okay.
1: Naga. That's how I say yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Naga. We can say that. Okay. Um, they are these big, scaly, gross lizard. Creepy. Why do creatures? they? She does
1: not once say that they are gross. She says that they are <laughs> jacked and scaled and dark, and they they have a bit of a slither to them. Thus And my first bullet point:
0: <laughs> Fallon would fuck with these creatures. Oh. They are they are literally described as. Covered in dark scales and nothing more. They were a horrendous combination of serpentine features and male humanoid bodies whose powerful arms ended in polished black flesh shredding talons.
1: Yes, and?
0: And does that make you hard?
1: <laughs> um absolutely yes your honor it does <laughs> it does guilty as charged um I knew yeah it. that was i love because you know sarah she i'm pretty sure is a she was she studied religion in college she has a degree in like i don't know religious how studies do you, how do you know um because i'm obsessed okay um <laughs> Because I like to know where her head is at. And so she, and she has a love of lore. I also watch like a shit ton of her uh, interviews and stuff. Um, so, and she loves like lore and stuff. And so, I don't know, I, I, it was really exciting to not just see like the standard, did you hear that? Did you just Yeah, what that? was that? That was Casper sneezing in the other room. <laughs> <one. laughs> that was funny. Um, <laughs> so, um, it's nice to see, like, not just your standard, like, Western mythology critters. Like, the Naga are like these snake men, like these reptilian men. And I just, I don't know, I, I fuck with it.
0: They're like the, what are they in Skyrim that you The love?
1: Argonians.
0: The Argonians. <laughs> yes,
1: my husband scouts many marshes. Oh, <laughs> is his name. There's another one that you can marry named Derkethus, but Derkethus is not as warm and receptive as Scouts Mini Marshes. Derkethus is also green, but Scouts is blue. So, <laughs> But yes, uh, oh you're right, God. okay? I dig the Naga. I think they're cool. I think they are awesome. And if I tour to meet a tame Naga, I'd smash. I
0: know you would. I know. Okay, so this is <laughs> this is my next point. I just wanted to point that out because I read that and I Thank was like, you. oh, there's Fallon. Mm. Um, okay, I forgot that Tamlin could turn into, or like Fae into other creatures. Like, not only himself, but he has the power to, like, morph other Fae into creatures. And I think that's badass. I mean assuming you've read this book and the rest of the novels, because we did say spoilers, like you grow to kind of hate Tamlin and resent him. Um, But like, I forgot. He's like, he's still a high Lord. Like he's, he's pretty badass.
1: (laughs) I'm really glad that you brought this up because that is, and I'm so glad that we're going through this format because your notes are often similar to mine. And it it sparks the things that I really, really wanted to talk about. And this is one (laughs) of them. When I going into reading this book, I was like, I am going to give everything the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to Mm -hmm. come at it from fresh eyes. And if I found myself reading over something and just like either not retaining it or not remembering what I read or just not being present, I reread that shit until I was back in it because Mm -hmm. like it was so important to me because I I wanted to fall in love with Tamlin again. I wanted the I wanted all of it. Give me all of it. And I remember you describing to me the first time that you read it and how you were like I fell in love with Tamlin and I hated recent I hated mm-hmm. him and I felt the same way. recent is mm-hmm. a fucking hottie. And he's a piece of shit in the beginning. And he's you like evil. Hate him. He's <laughs> evil and so bad and so you do totally grow to love Tamlin and he is a badass. You are so right like even with his power so um like uh, muted and dull, yeah. like be- it, yeah, he was still so powerful that yeah, he could turn. I totally forgot about that too. I thought that the Fey from my memory, I thought that, um, is it Andras or Andras? How do you say it? I
0: say Andras, I say Andras, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I thought that he was the one who could just shape shift. Like, I thought those Fey just happened to shape shift. I forgot, yeah, that that's family, what I had like,
0: remembered as well,
1: yeah so yeah. and he's you know like corded with muscle and and he's also like gentle and kind with her and like i reading it and knowing what happens in the book i was like fair is kind of a traitor i mean <laughs> it's like i had a moment of like being like i don't know why i mean yeah like Reese's hot but like she's really into tamlin and we're all i don't into know tamlin. i have
0: i have different opinions on that well i mean we
1: haven't gotten we haven't gotten there like i know her yes i know that i will be convinced when it comes but like (laughs) in this moment in this where i'm living right now in the happy ending of this book oh yes i was like oh but i'm 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 such a face and ship like (laughs) please never doubt my devotion
0: i am too um but i I think yeah, what you said kind of leads me into my next point um, you say that like Tamlin is like gentle with her and stuff i i I agree, but to some point i I think it's hard to like be mad at him because obviously he wants to save Prithian and he wants to you know save his realm and his people and his court, and like that's why he. Initially, it was like sending out his sentries every single day and like trying to find this human woman who was gonna kill one of them to start this progression and start the story, but they just kept getting murdered by like older women or like the you know other dudes mostly dudes dudes. mostly dudes yeah and it just like wasn't working and he was so like distraught by having to send his people out to slaughter that he finally was like enough's enough i'm not doing it anymore this is horrible so you're like side with tamil and you're like yeah like he's got these like he has a soul you know he's he's caring about his people Mm -hmm. and um but at the same time it's like i just it's hard because he doesn't his, like, love for Pharaoh doesn't feel authentic to me. It feels mm. like it comes out of this place of, like, I had to do this because I, you know, have to break this curse. If I don't, my people will be trapped under the mountain forever. So I have – he has this motivation and it, like, even though it comes out of this place of – it just doesn't feel like he has the right motivations for me, if that makes any sense. But, like, he doesn't mm. have a choice because his people are trapped. So – when he's, like, being gentle and kind to Feyre and he's trying in the beginning he he's like, oh, you look clean and... <laughs> Classic. <laughs> like, yeah. It, Which Paris it's is like, like, thank you, I tried like, really hard. Yeah, I did. I, I just took a shower. It's so nice of you to notice. Like, that's just, that's my love language. It's like, oh, you smell good. I'm like, oh my god. Thank you, I tried so hard to smell good. Um, but yeah, no, I I just, it's It's like this facade that he has to put on because Mm. he's trying so hard to make Feyre fall in love with him because he wants to break this curse. And so it's like where do you distinguish his actual love for Feyre and like what his character is putting on to try to lure Feyre in and and make her fall in love with him. So Mm. I... That's kind of where I stand from it, having read all of the books. It's like, are you truly being genuine? Are you actually falling in love with Feyre? Or do you just tell her that you love her towards the end because you're trying to get her to say it back, to break the curse? Right. So, and, and it sort of feels like, as the relationship develops, it feels like an abusive relationship without, like, the physical, like, it's not physical abuse, but it is... He's kind of emotionally abusive to her. Mm-hmm. On page and, 157, huh?
1: Okay. Sorry, are you talking about this this book or yes. th- the next book? Okay.
0: This this book specifically.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: On page 157, Tamlin is like constantly denying Faehra moments to process her grief and her emotions. Um uh he oh, Let's see. Where is it? She says like um Sorry, I'm trying to find the part. Uh oh wait, maybe it's page one fifty eight. She's trying to atone. She's like trying to say that she's sorry for Andras, and she, you know, Tamlin just won't let her apologize. She says, like, I regret that there was such hate in my heart. I wish that I could undo it and I'm so very sorry. And then he just like fucking turns around and is like gone. He just leaves her. He doesn't like like, accept her apology, and he doesn't let her come with him to go bury the fae that just had died, and she oh. held that fairy's hands and, like, was there with him through death because he asks... Tamlin asks Feyre, why did you do that, like, with the with the blue fairy that had its, ring, its wings ripped off? He's like, why would you stay and why would you hold that fairy's hand? You hate our kind. And Feyre says, because I wouldn't want to die alone, you know, because she says... Because I'd want someone to hold my hand until the end and and after that. Um, that's something that everyone deserves, human or fairy. And she says, I regret what I did to Andres. She's trying to atone. She's trying to say sorry. And Tamlin's like, well, whatever. And, like, doesn't let her come to bury the fae. Doesn't let her atone and apologize. Like, she, he doesn't let her process the way that she needs to. He's, like, kind of constantly denying her moments
1: to work through her grief if mm-hmm. that does that make sense yeah, it does it does and I think I think more so um I think Tamlin is not emotionally um intelligent I think uh and I think he's disconnected he's a warrior he's from root yeah I think he's disconnected from his own emotions and I mean that's pretty early on in their relationship too I feel like like that Mm -hmm. Like, they haven't, no one's dropped an L word, and that's also before Fire Night, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, like, pretty early, and she is just still establishing herself, like, as not a a servant or, like, not a prisoner Mm -hmm. in that house. And so, like, they're, they're not very close. And she did, like, live in fear and hatred of the Fae for like Mm a hot her entire life and he lived in like simultaneous guilt and disgust of humans as well like he you know he was the reason he got into this mess was because he like compared humans to like chattel essentially and was like i'd rather be with a human than with you amarantha and amarantha Mm -hmm. was like um then do that bitch um and so like i think also with tamlin's like history of like his family being slave owners um too there's like internalized which I would just want to take a moment and acknowledge how we're talking about these characters as if they were so fucking real um, <laughs> and like this level of depth, because that's how good of a writer Sarah is, that she mm-hmm. makes me believe that these are real ass people. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to acknowledge that, <laughs> that we're doing this. Um, but like, so I I think because of how new their relationship was and like just because like. I did not expect him to give up his way of life in mm. order to appease Feyre or to um, like not pander to her. But like, I mean, he's still a high lord. He's still who he is. And mm-hmm. he's also in a wartime and like his soul, like all fairy souls are kind of like being cleaved During like with Amarantha's curse, essentially. So like I did not expect him to be tender in that way in those moments of strife. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so I I guess I didn't expect that of him. I also as a reader and also like I'm I'm really kind of malleable or, um, impressionable as a reader. And I think naive too. I, this is like the one, some of the few times where I let myself be like that. So (laughs) I let Sarah make me, I like, I want to like Tamlin. So Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't question things as much because like Mm I am just along for the ride and I'm like, whatever you say, Farah. whatever you think, I agree. For the most part, with some Mm -hmm. exceptions. Um, so I understand what you mean. And especially knowing what goes on in the future of the book. Like in hindsight, you can look back and be like, oh, this wasn't, this wasn't as healthy as we thought. And I think Farrah has that realization too. But because mm-hmm. we haven't gotten there yet, I'm still in like the, um, like he was a bad boy at first and now he's a good boy, you mm-hmm. know? And yeah. uh, I think Recent gets that redemption of explaining his actions, whereas Tamlin does not. I
0: agree. Yeah, I agree. But that doesn't excuse his actions, I mm. would say. I think um, Tamar- Tamlin, Tamarind. 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 He, um, he's just, he's really, he shows from early on. I think the first time I read it, I really, like you, I really wanted to love him. I wanted to to fall in love with him and I did and I was just kind of like blindly accepting everything and like loving him it's been harder for me the second time reading through because I I do know his actions Mm -hmm. Um, so I did try to start with a fresh slate but I feel like I'm picking up more on these like red flags these Mm -hmm. like warning signs so it's not just that he won't let her like atone for her her sins or like, you know, mm-hmm. her things that she's done that is like that's like weighing on her. Like she feels guilty for killing Andre. She didn't know that he was a fairy. She felt like he was and she was so hateful that she killed him anyway. You know, with just like the like thought that maybe he could be a fairy. She murdered him. She feels bad about that. She wants to do something to make up for it. Um, but there are, like, I one of my notes I wrote in bold. It says, Tamlin makes decisions for Feyre. No thank you, sis. Mm. Um, <laughs> but, like, um, on... This is skipping ahead a little bit. But page 213. Tamlin, um, he says this line that when I read it, I was like, ugh, no. He... Um, Feyre is, like wanting to go to um, where is she wanting to go Calame has already happened uh, sorry I'm kind of like skimming no, over the good. pages of the, the book she wants to do something he's like didn't Calame teach you anything and she said only that magic makes you into a brute and then he says to her no I don't want you to live somewhere else I want you here where I can look after you where I can come home and know that you're here painting and safe and I hated that because that makes me think of the like, the c- cliche thing of like, oh, I want my wife to be barefoot and pregnant and like, like safe where I can keep her and she can't go anywhere and she's in this like, kind of, it, it that's why it makes me think of their relationship as kind of like an abusive one because Tamlin is very controlling and he yeah. doesn't want Farrah to do things that she wants to do if he doesn't. Like them or agree with them um, that on on page two twenty two these are all very close together, mm-hmm. but uh, there's again, sorry, I'm trying to find where I should have made notes in the margins um, with like sticky notes, but he doesn't I just put in quotations wouldn't allow me to help so there has to be somewhere mm. on this page where she wants to do something and he doesn't let her. Um, there are just multiple times and opportunities where Feyre is like, let me help with this. Let me let me do this. Let me make up for what I've done. Let me mm-hmm. right my wrongs. And Tamlin's like, no, you can't. It's too dangerous. You're just an insignificant human. And you're too fragile. And, like, by the end of the book, like, Feyre proves that I mean- even though she was a human, she was not too fragile she fucking carried that deer through the woods like she's
1: strong as fuck yeah i do want to i do want to play yeah i just to play devil's advocate there yeah (laughs) i hate i hate that term so i was like i don't want to say devil's advocate you didn't want to say that. no i didn't want to say that but (laughs) i do do want to offer a counter argument which is that like it's for me it's important to acknowledge the dynamic of their relationship because she is still human and so because tamlin is even though she is an op human she is an overpowered and and incredibly capable human farah has had so much help in her journey which there's nothing wrong with that and it's important and she needs it but she's had so much help that she would have died several times over had she not been aided by tamlin or reese or you know lucian or whoever was You're right. her savior so she's not impenetrable and i think she's she was so stubborn and kind of fucking dumb or just like overconfident <laughs> in her she no reckless she was more reckless with her life mm-hmm. and also because like you know she's grieving and she's been taken against her will to be in this place and like so her her recklessness and her grief is justified, I think. But mm-hmm. it, it still doesn't take away from the fact that, like, the decision she does she does make, put she puts herself in danger, too. And so she is a human in the Fey realm. And no matter how overpowered she is, she is still no match. Like, three Naga. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? You think you could take three <laughs> Naga? Like, Mysterio <laughs> was enough. But, like... If Lucian, Like, you know what I mean? She was going to follow her dad's figure out into the woods and then mm-hmm. get ate. You know what I mean? Like, she yeah, doesn't get have shredded. any... shredded. Exactly. So she's got a human body. She has no powers to compete. She, with all of these apex predators out there. So it is Tamlin's job to protect her, especially if he wants to get his full power back. So, like, it, her survival, like, they're their survival depends on her survival so even yeah. before he cares for her that is like the main priority and she is as much as we don't want her to be at that time in this book a feeble human for sure you're right and, i think i overlooked that you're right and also reese she does a shit ton of, of stuff that against her will with reese like you're right he drugs her He takes her to, like, go get painted up and stuff. And eventually, like, she realizes that he's doing it so that she doesn't have to remember all of the mortifying things she's doing. And endure all of that, like, yeah. It's all for her benefit, but it looks different because he's a little bit hotter than Tamlin. And (laughs) Tamlin is so incapacitated that he can't do anything. Like, Tamlin knows in the beginning how weak he is comparative. Compar- I don't even know if comparatively is a word, and I use that it a lot. Is. is that a word? Please confirm. Yes. Okay. Yes, confirm. Comparatively to like Amarantha, who has all the power. Like Tamlin has said, he's like, I can't protect you, so please fucking chill out. And is like, <laughs> I want to do things! And he's like, bitch, listen, there are other things that I can't tell you about that we need to do before you can do things. But I think Tamlin's fault... Like his his downfall comes when Feyre does become Fey, and instead of evolving with her, he still believes He still treats her like she's human. He still treats her like she's human. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's the the thing. But I'm like, bitch, you're going out here. You are risking. You should be dead so many fucking times. (laughs) Like, I know. During the second challenge, (laughs) I was like, there's no way. Like you should like Reese was just like you're lucky I made this bargain, bitch. Well, you know? you're
0: yeah, you're totally right. During the second challenge, like if she had not di- made that bargain with Reese, she would have died. Yeah. Absolutely, would have died. Lucian would be dead, and everyone in Perithian would have been under Amarantheus' rule for however fucking longer. So like they
1: Reese and saved everyone. Really? Like, yes,
0: <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, one hundred percent. Reese and saved everyone there. Um, yeah. So. She she did. You're right. She does need assistance. She does need help because she is human and live living in this fairy realm at this point, and and would not be able to survive without the help of other fae. So, so, I think you're correct. I think we're both that. right.
1: I think in the next book, when uh, you know she starts to gain agency, physical agency and power when he does not acknowledge and recognize and um, try and nurture that as her Mm -hmm. partner, that's where his faults lie for fucking sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Ten out of ten. But, I mean, essentially when she's a human, she's, like, handicapped in Prithian. Like, she can't do. Like, she'll just fucking die. Like, everything
0: (laughs) everything could kill her. (laughs) I know. yeah literally everything and people are constantly telling her they're like do not let your eyes deceive you human like there's a lot of shit here that can kill you and she's like oh okay whatever (laughs) like like, yeah i i I agree i can do it i guess i can do it okay so my next couple of points are more lighthearted um and fun okay so uh, please would you turn to page 210 yes okay
1: i i wonder if my pages are different than yours because when you were describing what was happening on one of the pages it was not what i was having so 210 for me is 210 three three pages into chapter 23
0: oh no chapter 23 Mm -hmm. 210 for me is chapter 22
1: okay yeah so my book either is printed differently than yours or something because my so describe the scene for us please
0: okay okay so in chapter 22 Feyre decides that she is going to give Tamlin a gift and gift to him this painting that she has created that is of the pool of starlight in the Mm -hmm. glen that he took her to to go swimming in um and she let's see if you go to chapter 22 at least for me it's one two three four five six it's on the seventh page of chapter 22 but again that could be completely different for you for you
1: no i think it yeah no that's right it's right
0: okay so anyways fair is like come come with me to this to the, my painting room and turn the lights on and look here is your gift and she's got this like painting on an easel ready for him to see she's all these other paintings on the side on like the walls that she's like not really wanting him to look at but this one painting <laughs> in the middle of the room and um, she describes it as let's see I'm gonna find it right here yes I wanted you to see this one I said pointing to a smear of green and gold and silver and blue it's a gift for you for everything you've done and then it says heat flared in my cheeks my neck my ears as he silently approached the painting so like what happens in the scene is that Tamlin walks towards her art in silence and like doesn't say anything and she's like kind of waiting like wringing her fingers like with bated breath to see what he's gonna say and he's like, wow, this is incredible. But I thought it would be it just reading it, I was like, oh my God, fuck, what if Pharaoh was like a really bad character? And like, Tamlin just didn't say anything because he's just like, doesn't want to hurt her feelings. And my note says specifically, smear of green and gold and silver and blue. LMAO love the idea of Farah finger painting and it's shit but Tamlin won't say anything because he wants to smash and so I just love thinking about like Farah being like just having the art skills of maybe like a kindergartner or like a preschooler just like throwing some fucking paint on the canvas and smearing it around with her fingers and she's like wow look at my art and Tamlin comes in and he's this high fae lord and he's. Seen all of this art done by all of these fae artists and painters over the years. And he's like, What is this piece of shit? But he has to say that he likes it because he's he like, wants to smash paint. It's
1: like, It's great, honey. Wow. Yeah. It's stunning.
0: I just got to chuckle out of that because the word smear made me think that she's just like smearing shit on the canvas. And he's like, Wow, that's so beautiful. Do you like it? You make it? Good?
1: I yeah that that's fucking hilarious. I love thinking. I thought the same thing. Like a smear, and I was like, smear (laughs) must not be that good. If I were like, maybe you should have picked another picture, my gal. I was like, no wonder he picks a different picture. He's like, I don't want this one. I I want that one. It's not as ugly. (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's totally true too he's like thank you for the offer but i'm i'm not actually gonna put this one on my wall i'm gonna take this one instead
1: (laughs) oh my god that's so fucking funny and another thing uh for me on uh, the uh, like the next like the page right next to it is um Mm -hmm. it was like at last tamlin looked at the painting of the golden glen and the starlight he nodded in appreciation but he pointed to the painting of the snow veiled woods that one i want that one It's cold and melancholy, I said, hiding my wince. It doesn't suit this place at all. And I was like, oh, it will, bitch. It will. (laughs) Um, But I was like, snap. But uh, yeah, that's fucking hilarious. I I think we should keep that. (laughs) I think we should pretend from now on that all of Farah's paintings are absolute (laughs) trash.
0: But Um, nobody tells her. (laughs) No one
1: tells her because they love her too much
0: they're like wow Feyre oh my god you're such a good artist and her art is like actually just shit smeared on a canvas
1: just garbo yeah. and Amren you know like when we when we get to Amren like she would be the one to tell her but Amren has no concept of art in that yes. sense so she, all art looks like shit to her so like she can't tell so even though she would tell Feyre she doesn't know she that doesn't it's shit know. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh yes. my God! Holy fuck! Okay, what's your next one?
0: Okay, my next, my next note is when they are under the mountain, and I believe it is yes, it's the first time that Feyre meets uh, Amarantha, mm-hmm. and she's got the uh, the eye ring on her finger, and she's terrified of this 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 woman that is you know controlling all of the high lords and she has all this power and everyone is you know basically puppets to her and Farah says this line that uh made me laugh out loud and I know that it's not supposed to be funny but it really (laughs) made me laugh and um I will I will read the little paragraph chunk before it and then the line So it says the queen picked at her nails. Things have been awfully boring since Claire decided to die on me. Killing you outright, human, would be dull. She flicked her gaze to me, then back at her nails, the ring on her finger. But fate stirs the cauldron in strange ways. Perhaps my darling Claire had to die in order for me to have some true amusement with you. My bowels turned watery, (laughs) I couldn't help it. And then my note says, did Farah just shit her pants? (laughs) Like My bowels Ah. turned watery, I couldn't help it. And my image is that Farah just diarrheas everywhere. She just like shits right there in the throne room. (laughs) (laughs) she couldn't help it. (laughs) Yeah. She just is so afraid that she just shits in front of everyone, just this watery watery bowels just just a, a I, liquid liquid shit running down her legs so. i felt
1: the same way <laughs> so this but bo- these books like all sarah's novels um inspire me to like read aloud and c- i just like can't help it i just love reading these books aloud and like doing mm-hmm. the characters and stuff and so i read that line a few times trying to make it sound serious and i could not <laughs> <laughs> I could not, because she's, it's the, I couldn't help it. It's like, she could just say, my bowels turned watery. And it's like, oh, so scary, ha. But she's like, my bowels turned watery. I couldn't help it. Like, my <laughs> asshole, like, it just leaked all over my pants. My-
0: my sphincter became un uncoiled and my ass just just spewed shit onto the floor
1: onto the red granite beneath. <laughs> I wet myself from yes. my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Oh yes. Oh my god, I'm so glad that we were on the same page <laughs> with that, um figuratively uh. and literally. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, she her bowels turn watery a couple times in this book. A couple of (laughs) times,
0: yes. I have I have only a few more notes and they're just little tidbits. One of my notes says there is a lot of tongue clicking going
1: on in this book. (laughs) True, as I just did it. Yes. Yes, Yes, that is true.
0: Her sister's tongue click, Ferah tongue clicks at some point, I think Amarantha tongue clicks. There's just a lot of like just like I don't even know how do you do it. I, I do it like um
1: like that. Can you hear that?
0: Oh yeah, like a just a tisk. Like
1: a... Yeah. Yeah, it's like a tisk. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Yes. I just it well, made me there, laugh cuz yeah.
1: there's just a lot of tongue clicking going on. There's also then... a lot of um of uh, removal of dust that is not there or cannot be seen. There's a lot of um mm. there's a lot of that. Recent like likes picking, to do picking that. at clothes. Yes. Mhm.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Class. <laughs> Um, Another one of my notes is it's during the scene where uh, Resend comes to help Farrah, and he's like, hey, let me fix that bone sticking out of your arm, and um, you should come to the night court for two weeks every month, and Farrah's like, no, fuck you. Um, she spits on him so many times during that scene. She, it just, like, she spits at his feet. She spits in his face. He's like, let me fix your, your arm bone, and she spits at him. Like, it's just, the amount of <laughs> spitting that she does during that scene cracked me up, because she spits at him like it least six times it's (laughs) insane
1: (laughs) i did not notice the amount of spitting i remember like her spitting on his face and then like him laughing and wiping it off and being like silly favorite classic (laughs) (laughs) just spitting in my face i love it Mm." like i i forgot i forgot about that i also respect how like recent i maybe he did once but pretty much never was like Oh my God! You fucking reek, Vera. Like the amount oh, that yeah. she must have smelled so fucking bad her, all the time. Her breath.
0: I thought about that. Her <laughs> breath. <laughs> her mouth. She has not flossed her teeth or brushed them in three months. Like her breath. Would be enough to fucking knock you over. Would probably knock
1: a high lord over. So with his advanced intensified senses.
0: Yeah. So the fact. Well, I'm sure it has to do with like you know he does that magic thing where she's like automatically clean, like she's taken a bath. Like I imagine that he like magically brushed her teeth as well.
1: (laughs) We know what Paris would do with her fae powers. She would super clean just the most immaculate court
0: fortify my teeth and gums against cavities and gingivitis, and no one in my court would have bad breath ever we would all be pristine and clean at all times um but like the the scene where tamlin just like tries to like ravage her and you know in the closet or wherever they are and and i'm like Bitch, you have not brushed your teeth in forever. And he's putting his tongue in your mouth. Like, oh, my God. That's awful. <laughs> and then Reason does it, too. And she's like, I could still taste Tamlin in my mouth. And so I'm like, okay, well, then he must have recently just, like, flossed or used, like, a Colgate breath strip or something because he has good good oral hygiene i'm sure of it and she's like can still taste the mint because her mouth just tastes like crusty asshole at that point (laughs) i love i love because she's human she's human and she has she has to have cavities like she's lived in poverty for years she's never been to a dentist
1: I like to think that Feyre has fucked up teeth. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All the humans. Because, like, if you think about it, nobody had perfect teeth back then. There was Uh no orthodontist. She's got, like, a big old snaggle tooth. I would have had, like, if I was born in medieval times, I would not have gone to... I would not have gotten braces, so I would be mm-hmm. rocking the fattest buck tooth you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, you think that's bad? Fallon,
0: I was, I was born with, um, I never developed two of my adult teeth, so the front of my mouth would just be four big teeth. <laughs> if I never had braces, today I would have my two front teeth and then my pointy ass canines. That's what my mouth would look like. <laughs> Do you have and veneers? They, no, they just pushed all my teeth together and filed my canines down. So you I don't have... You just don't have canines? I'm, no, I have canines. I Okay, if you have your but, two front teeth and then there are yeah. the teeth next to them yeah. and then your canines, the I have only two front teeth and canines. So I'm missing the teeth oh that God. go next to your front teeth. Yeah, so I they've like filed my canines down. They used to be pointy, but they filed them to be flat so they look like normal like my my teeth look normal when you first look at them but but every time I go to a new dentist they count my teeth and the dental assistant is always like um (laughs) I I, I'm sorry this is a weird question but like are you missing teeth and I'm like aha you're good at your job yeah I am (laughs) so
1: dude you know what's so fucking funny is when I was drawing us for our like cover photo (laughs) I noticed that you had like I I felt like you had less teeth but I was like maybe it's just the picture and like the light and is weird but I like had a hard time drawing your mouth in a way that like didn't look freaky
0: um like (laughs) just
1: (laughs) not anything to do with your mouth but like my drawing capabilities I had to like do kind of like my artistic interpretation of your teeth because otherwise it looked like weird and like gummy yeah and so I was like oh my god that makes so much more sense now that's so fucking funny dude yeah that's so hilarious if i were oh in favorite times it would be really hard <laughs> to would, snag we would have the nastiest maws.
0: yeah it'd be <laughs> difficult to get a high fe from me because i would have just like four teeth in my head and and nothing else
1: <laughs> we'd have to settle we have to settle for lesser courts
0: yeah <laughs> I don't know I don't feel like the the how do you say it naga I don't think they'd care
1: I don't think they'd care either girl mm, Mm-mm. Mm-mm, no no <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: so funny no i'd have to get like a blessing from a high fae to like fix my mouth yes <laughs>
1: yes we'd have to like yeah. trade our lives in servitude become mm-hmm. high fae sex slaves in order to get our teeth fixed which so, I, I mean, honestly, but, like honestly i would be bad. a sex slave if i had perfect teeth so like whatever yeah that'd be great <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's so fucking funny yeah. <laughs> yes no i i did think about that a lot like the, the smells and stuff like I less about the mouth stuff, but like that is that that is important. I know that <laughs> like, yeah, but for me, it's like the just like the general stank of people like like mm-hmm. Tamlin's been sitting there for like, you know, a couple hours. Maybe he's stress sweating. Right. So like,
0: yeah. like. Yeah, but how he's, often he's a do high people lord. wash
1: their privates? Like I think about like. You know, like his taint stink or whatever. And maybe all high just like smell delicious. And like well, the dirtier they are, the more Fallon, delicious they smell.
0: Fallon, that's another one of my notes. <laughs> it says Tamlin smells like spring rain and new grass. So yeah, his does. balls probably just smell like lawn clippings. <laughs> I don't think that he smells <laughs> bad. like <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god Tamlin is a dad he is a home depot <laughs> like mm-hmm. he oh smells
0: like god. sawdust like some some new newly laid, like just laid down bark dust mulch yeah some some mulchy bark dust and and <sighs> lawn clippings he and a little like, like a, a hint of cedar
1: yeah oh my absolutely. god absolutely that's so mm-hmm. fucking funny. That's mm-hmm. hilarious. He does
0: not smell bad, so I imagine his sweat just kind of smells like. It smells like, like rain. Like rain, yeah. But fair is out here fucking reeking like like an old fish carcass because she has not <laughs> a human in fish months. carcass. A human fish carcass, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Just... She can't smell good. She can't no. smell good at all. How does she get all the baddies when she's stanky? <laughs> I know. It's so I unfair. Know.
0: Oh, I think Mary. about that, too. Like, some of the, like, sex scenes, too. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Sarah, like, yeah. are you... Have you had time to clean? Like, oh, God. I don't know. Human yeah, life kind of is cringe. so much
1: more complicated. That it brings is. me to one of my things was uh, when she was uh, uh, fighting the worm, her first challenge, right? The Mindigard she, worm. The, yes, the worm, spelled with a Y. Um, yeah. <laughs> she fucking... um she she sets the trap and then she starts covering herself in silth. Just like putrid mud. Putrid mud, just rotting decay flesh mud mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's she's coating her hair in it. And mm-hmm. I was like, I I'd have to make sure that before I went under the mountain, I I got myself hooked up with some box braids or some shit because that shit does not fly (laughs) with curly hair, man. Like it does not. I would have to preemptively prep my head with a protective (laughs) style. I'd have to be rocking two tight, tight, tight Dutch braids in order to like survive because like my hair, I would just have to cut it off by the end. Like, there would be no salvaging it. There, I would just have mm. to shave my fucking head by the time that I got out from underneath that goddamn mountain. Three months yeah. of not knowing, of, like, just of abuse to my hair. Yeah. Like, I spend, like, two to three hours on it every five days just to m- make sure that it's, like, hydrated and detangled enough to just, like, operate and, mm-hmm. like, just be healthy. So I was like, how disrespectful. What, what privilege you have, Feyre, with your <laughs> fucking straight hair. Just, like, true. being able to just coat it in mud and not worry uh-huh. about it. I was, like, I was, I was hella stressed. And then she was like, yeah, okay, so I don't want it to smell me. But now I want it to smell me. So I'm going to cut open my hand and I'm going to guarantee this infection by slicing yep. open my hand with this just like bone, like this with a bone. bone with a, yep. a, a, a broken bone. I, what? So I was like, why don't you just like leave half your hair like or I don't know, maybe like fart or burp on it like i don't know like
0: <laughs> Fair or just, just makes a noise
1: she musters
0: up a real big wet fart and she just or she just diarrheas herself again <laughs> <Yeah>. and
1: <laughs> use
0: those watery bowels girl <laughs> use them to your advantage sis yeah i agree they don't I have agree. To know. The amount of times in this book where Farah is susceptible to infection—it is like insane. But then again, like she's living in times where like they probably weren't super concerned with infection because they didn't really—I don't, I don't think like had the concept of like how you could become infected. They, Maybe. she knows. She knows. At one point, she's like, "Oh no, fever." That means I must, like, have an infection. I'm just going to think, like, oh, no, I just happy have thoughts. the common cold. Happy I just thoughts. It's not a fever. Yeah, happy thoughts. Happy so thoughts. she knows what an infection is. I don't know. She's in a life or death situation. She's probably not worried about the future of, like, getting an infection when she slices her hand open. But you're right. She could have just farted instead, she and that probably would have worked. Or just been like, hey, bitch. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know, like, hey you big old
1: worm i'm <laughs> over here yeah. yeah like why did she do that instead she's like mm, yes i'm going to cover mm. myself head to toe in filth until only my steely blue yeah. eyes are and then I mean, then she also like smiled up at like recent or someone or that like she flashed a grin at them but i was uh-huh. like but you're covered in filth so you're getting filth in your mouth because yeah. you're you're opening you're peeling your lips back and you're letting it, it get into your mouth that, and I was like muck. this is so fucking disgusting and I was like yeah. I feel like girl if he hasn't smelled you already the worm why cover yourself in in muck now if you want him if you're trying what so like that that kind of bothered me I felt like it was yeah. a little extra and I also like I hate how in like every Sarah J Mass story someone's got to like slice open their hand for some blood. Some blood magic and I was just (laughs) like I I don't know that really stresses me out the slicing of the hands like I could not do that like
0: it hurts so bad well also like you you use your hands you use your hands for like most of the things that you do so like maybe if I were favorite I probably wouldn't slice my palm I'd probably get like maybe my calf or like somewhere that I don't have to use every day
1: (laughs) or like, like you know the side of your wrist
0: Get well, your like, elbow. You can't really feel that. Your, like, forearm. elbow skin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, yeah. something like that. I, I do admit, though, that scene is very scary. Like, it's terrifying. Like, the idea of having to run for your life, slipping in the mud that's cold and stanky, trying to get away from this big-ass worm with rows and yeah. rows of teeth. And then one of the most terrifying moments of that scene for me is when there are, like, these fairies that are, like, taunting the worm, like, throwing it hunks of meat. And they're like, ha-ha, look at this big old worm. Like, let's feed it. It's funny. And is yeah. building her trap or whatever. And she's like, okay, that's fine. They're distracting the worm for me. I can do these other things. And then she, like, looks back, and it's, like, silent and the fairies aren't feeding the worm anymore instead they're giving her like devilish grins like they know it's coming yes, for her like and the that's worm is gone terrifying. Like, yeah. yeah that was and really like, scary she's like fuck i don't know where it is you know they're not distracting it anymore they're just grinning at her it was that's very scary
1: that was i agree that was like when i first read it uh, my first read there, i was i was definitely spooked and yeah. it's pretty ominous when the ator drops her down and then amaranth is like run and yes. you're just like, huh! and like, I, I, my bowels went watering when I wrote that. <laughs> so, yes. I, I also,
0: uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't no. know what were you saying? I just, I love this is kind of skipping ahead to a different section of the book, but I, the way that Tamlin kills Amarantha is oh, so brutal so and like satisfying. justified. So and then satisfying. she just like is pinned there to the wall,
1: rotting like Claire's corpse above her. Right. Via her head. Just like, yeah, yeah, I love how he stabbed her. Like, I like how Lucian was like, hey, you want that? Like, he could easily have destroyed her just like beast mode. But Lucian's like, I want to participate too. And so he like, throws quink, 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 quink. And he catches it in his hand. And then he fucking stabs her through the forehead. Yes. In the wall, which is like a stone wall. So mm-hmm. he's got to put a lot of force behind that, and then he rips her throat out and lets it stain the front of her already crimson dress.
0: Yes, like what and then a she just treat. she just hangs there with her like open maw, yeah. and missing throat, and they're like, yeah, fuck you. So good, so really so good. good. A justified um, ending for so Amarantha's evil reign.
1: Yes, and satisfying. Um, mm-hmm. Just yeah, uh, definitely definitely love that for sure. I
0: I want to know though um before we change topics Amarantha how do you picture her do you picture a specific like actress do you spe- picture a specific fan art do you picture your mother how do you picture <laughs> Am-
1: Amarantha um so I'm gonna pull up my Pinterest and I'm gonna try and drop this picture into you into the the group chat Um, on our discord that we have but um so one of my actual my other honestly my only other critique i think with this book was or just like sarah's writing in general was i don't know we were talking about this with my mom and how like all the like the real like the acting baddies of these stories the kind of like boss slash sub bosses um before like the the dude, there's always like a dude in power who's doing bad things, but then there's like the woman working underneath him, and it's always like a middle-aged woman, and I remember Feyre having these, I remember Feyre, reading about Feyre having these nightmares about Amarantha, and then when she meets Amarantha, she's like, yeah, she's not as hot as I remember her being. I thought it would be so much more powerful for her to describe her as even more stunning than... Mm -hmm she imagined her to be because mm-hmm. like that would make her even more terrifying and like also pharah has always had these doubts of like i'm a human why would high lord want to be with me blah 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 and not always it wasn't like a prominent thing but there was kind of like an undertone uh, of like you know why wouldn't he or like during Callum Col- colin may Callum may? May. May. may Colin may Callum may may colin may colin may sure was calling me. Sounds good. Uh, <laughs> um, when she's like, it just made me mad thinking about him with all these other girls. And um, I was just like, yeah, because you're human. Like, why would? I mean, Farrah is, is a dime and she's a catch. And, of course, like, um, like we love Farrah. Why, who wouldn't? Farrah deserves love. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm just saying that I think if she had been. I just posted in the chat. More stunning. Oh, I see.
0: Yes, yes, described, yes. Described
1: um, if she had been more stunning and just like also horrifying to look at, like horrifyingly stunning. Um, that's how I like to imagine her. Um, I do not imagine her as my mom. I imagine her as that like <laughs> fan art that I just send you. Yes. Um, um, I I agree.
0: I imagine because like she she describes her as being. Um, beautiful but like there's something about her there's like a point where Pharaoh is like wanting to answer her and be like yeah mm-hmm, but she doesn't and she says like oh, oh god like i almost answered her i can understand why the high lords were so easy you know so mm-hmm. easily inclined to like want to be around her and trust her so i imagine her as um I saw on Pinterest once someone had, like, created a compilation of their their dream actors to play the characters in a movie. Mm. And um, do you know who Natalie Dormer is? No, but I will look it up right now. I think you'll notice her. You'll know who she is when you look her up. She's from, she was in The Hunger Games. and Oh, um, yes. Yes, yes. I imagine yes. her with, like, red hair to be amarantha because she's like can be evil and she kind of has this like pert little like mouth and nose but like also has this like friendliness about her you know that you'd like want to trust her and want to hang out with her but at the same time like she could be you know it's a facade because she's like evil underneath
1: so that's kind of how i picture amarantha i think yeah totally she i think she'd also be a good um potential cast no i was gonna say um uh Iantha. Iantha Oh yes, Ianthe you know? is what I say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Oh
0: yeah, hell yeah. Absolutely. I one hundred percent agree.
1: Yeah, I think either yeah. her or, or Amarantha, I totally agree. Um I think, you know, I used to I don't know who my current Fera like cat like fan cast uh casting is, but I it used to be the girl from uh Aquaman.
0: Yeah, you're talking about Johnny Depp's ex-wife. I can't yes. remember her name right I can't now. Remember um, her name either.
1: Oh God. Oh, who the fuck is it? Aquaman. Her name? I don't
0: Hold on. I just misspelled Aquaman as
1: Awu Man. <laughs> um, her name is Amber Heard. Amber Heard. I used to. I used to make her as uh, Feyre, but I think once you said more, I think she'd be a much better more. Yeah. Cause she's like. Stunning and blonde. Yeah, I think she'd be a really good more. I agree. She has um, that kind of party girl look.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'd be a really good more. Yeah. I think her cheekbones are more, 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 more.
1: I agree. Yeah. More, okay. My more. new. Yeah, I stand by that. That feels. That feels really good. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if there is. I have a no, private board either. on Pinterest, and it is um, all of my like. References for humans, and there are some of the most gorgeous humans that I've ever found. But I keep it private because I don't need all the other people knowing how many fuckboys I look at. <laughs> uh, they don't need to know. They don't need to know. But I'll, I'll no, send it don't. to you. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty good. Awesome. I want to see it. <laughs> um, all
0: right. Well, is there, are there any other points that you would like to cover this episode, or do you want to?
1: I, I wanted to talk about my appreciation for Sarah's writing because okay. it it is the definite I I define that I used to call it just like that thing the thing the thing mm-hmm. but I'm gonna call that it feeling yeah I'm gonna call it the x factor uh oh, yeah because it is so subjective and I'm sure people find it feel that way about books that I don't feel like I found it in so it's a very personal beautiful thing but mm-hmm. I think it speaks to a writer's skill and and also just like spirit when more than one like when many people find it in a book and I I know that Mist and Fury is you know even better than this book and it's the fan favorite but like this is a really good book it's a really fucking good book and the way Mm -hmm. she writes about art and just like the beauty in world through Farah's eyes like Farah obviously is an artist so she's like designed to pick up on all these things but the way that Sarah writes this world and like how beautiful and how clear it is and how like vibrant even the fuma- the human lands like it's just like so engaging and the way mm-hmm. that she writes sex is also just like so fucking scrumptious. And it's not. It's delicious. It's delicious. It's not awkward for me to read about, Um, and like just reading. Even though it's a a comparatively my favorite word, um, uh, (laughs) compared to the the later sex scenes in the series, the first like her first night with Tamlin is pretty modest in comparison. But it's Mm -hmm. still like it gets across all the things that happens and it's like it's beautiful and it doesn't this book doesn't feel like a book it feels like like a world like you want to go back it's a it's a place to return to and yeah. so i just i am so grateful to like be living in this time and space in this this blimp in the sphere of life that I get to enjoy these series the series and these books and these characters because they mean so much to me. And like while while they, they stir up my longing and I did have a meltdown last night. <laughs> uh, they oh stir my. up my my longing <laughs> and my my lust for fantasy that that hurts. It's so strong sometimes. Um I also like would not have it any other way. I would rather yeah love and be tortured by these books than not have read them at all Um, yeah i feel the same way so i just like even though it only gets like better from here it's still like it's still a strong book i love it i Mm -hmm. dig it so thank you for sharing this with me paris
0: you're welcome. I'm I'm so glad that you love it as much as I do cuz I I've, I've felt that way for years about fantasy and it's so nice to have met someone who understands that <laughs> that feeling. Yeah. Um, because I, it is. It's like I read that I read this book again and I just spent the last 3 days in Prithian, you know? I wasn't here. I wasn't mm. in Pittsburgh. I was living in this fantasy world and it's really wonderful to escape. Um, sometimes I feel a little selfish about it because, you know, there are things in the world that need attention. But it's nice to like escape for a little bit and just kind of like live <laughs> in this fantasy world where I get to I get to be among fairies and I get to, you know, experience pools of starlight and um, boys Delicious with wings. Food. So. Delicious and boys
1: with wings and claws yeah. and hot lizard creatures, and <laughs> I think I think you and I unknowingly did ourselves great a great service by reading them when we did, like the mm-hmm. first time in the way that we did. Like, if you, dear listener, if you are listening and you are starting a new series that is like that you know is going to be good, do yourself a favor and like put yourself in a pleasurable. Place like not mm-hmm. everyone can do that, and I was like, it, it was through extraordinary circumstances that I was able to read these books in the environment that I did. I was standing, I was living in someone else's house that was like a big, beautiful house on this gorgeous one of the most gorgeous properties I've ever seen in Washington. And uh, I would read in the hot tub in the morning. And I would watch bald eagles fly overhead throughout the day. <laughs> and the weather was just perfect. And there was a breeze. And there were wildflowers around. And, like, I had all this free time. And Paris, like, you were talking about your snacks and how you would read by the pool. And yeah. I think, like, the, the environment that we, set, that we had around us helped facilitate this experience that, like, enhanced the quality of these books. like <laughs> I've if-
0: said it before, I'll say it again. If you have the chance to read outside,
1: do it. <laughs> do it. Do, do it. do it, dude. It, and it, even I just sit out on my patio that's like covered in sawdust now and it's got, you know, like... <laughs> smells like Tamlin. To, smells like Tamlin, exactly. <laughs> uh, I sit mm-hmm. out there and I fight the mosquitoes off just so I can be outside in the sweltering heat. But something about being outside, like I think if you were reading this book in between stressful times and like you were kind of distracted, I don't think you would get as much out of it as if you were able to set some time aside for it. And like, you know, I read in the bath, I either read in the bath or outside when I read it now, like Mm -hmm. it, it's just part of the experience of reading in general. And that's something that you can control as a reader. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what I said i agree now on to book two ah, i can't believe you already started reading it i'm a little upset but that's okay I i'm
0: like i'm like 100 pages in <laughs> you're so
1: greedy i know uh, <laughs> okay
0: I'm, i don't deny it
1: <laughs> i will start reading today oh my god i just i keep holding it off because like i don't want it to be over
0: uh, I did that the first time that I read this series. It took me so long to finish A Court of Mist and Fury. Oh, no, sorry, A Court of uh, Wings and Ruin. I finished A Court of Mist and Fury in, like, a day and a half. I stayed up for, like, 36 hours reading. Um, but uh, A Court of Wings and Ruin, it took me a long time to finish that one because I just didn't want the series to be over. So I totally understand
1: that feeling. It hurts. It hurts. I just, i am so – uh, Yeah, okay, well – I have to do it. I have to do it. This is incentive. <sighs> I can't wait. I'm really excited. Um <laughs> next week, we're gonna talk about it. Yes. We're gonna talk yes. about the books. Yes. We're gonna we talk are. about the next book next week. Okay. I love you. Thank I you to you anyone who's listening. Uh, <laughs> peace out. Bye. <laughs> Bye.